And good afternoon, good afternoon. I'm the lawyer. You can't call me yet. I don't have the lines. We're getting them. It's coming. We're getting them. But I'm the lawyer. And we've got calls we've recorded before. They're good, juicy ones. Don't worry. You're not that good. You don't remember. Even if you listened every day, you wouldn't remember them. So we're going to do a show. By the way, please, again, I tell you daily, tell a friend. People call up. They're still emailing. Where's the lawyer? I want my fix. He's on the internet. LenTillum.com or at iTunes. We're doing this on a shoestring, right? So um, I need publicity. Word of mouth. You like the show? The more callers we get, the more listeners Right? The weird of the calls. And that's what you like. You don't want no Mike Dishwasher don't work stinking calls. You want it now and fast and, and sexy and weird. And uh, I know what you like, and I'm trying to give it to you. Get me the callers. John in San Jose, Len Tillum. How come you're calling a lawyer, John? Well, first I wanted to thank you for helping me with my daughter about a year or so ago. I absolutely her, uh, don't remember... You know me. Oh, of course not. And and wait a minute. If this is a new problem, I don't even want to hear about it. But thank you for acknowledging it. Okay. What's going on now? With her, um, I I want to be a little bit discreet in this phone call. I work for a major, uh, or I work for a county in the Bay Area, one of the bigger counties. Uh, I I fell. I don't know if you have any notes there. I'm trying to be discreet. But Tell I, us what you I fell into. I it, I'm sorry. What? What did you fall into? I fell into a septic tank. You know, I wish I could say the S-word and tell you you have an S-word job, you know. <laughs> oh, that's what they called me for a while, yeah. Yeah, S-face they probably called you. Uh, uh, oh, my God. Uh, you fell into yeah, a yeah. septic tank, right? Ugh. How, so yes, they hauled you out of it? Well, um, yeah, they came and helped me out. Uh, my Two of my crew members were close by. So what, they turned a hose on you immediately? What'd they do? No, uh, luckily the effluent was low. This was in June, and so my foot dangled above it. And uh, otherwise <laughs> we would have had a hazmat situation. I, I mean, a serious hazmat. There's all kinds of, uh, you know, well, in, in fecal matter, there's all kinds of... government ser- work. Yeah, okay. So, all right, What what's the story? So how come you fell into a septic tank on the job, and... How come? Yeah, what I happened? I was injured. I'm going to give you the quick timeline here. Okay. I was injured. Um, I eventually um, offered to was offered to settle, which I didn't really even understand the letter. I saw the 15 percent disability, et cetera, and I uh, yeah, you were hurt on the job, so you settled with workers' comp, right? Yes. Okay. And they they gave me a 15% disability and five years of further medical treatment. I felt pretty good. It's not unlike me to just have aches and pains being almost 59 and doing landscaping for 30 plus years. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, So in in the spring of that, of 09, I started having uh, um, hip and back problems. I went to my own physician. I didn't correlate the two. They gave me the steroid injection, et cetera, et cetera. As time went on, I could not function in my county job and went out on a a workman's comp claim because of this left leg and left hip that went into the septic. The right leg remained up. Yeah. Tweaked my pelvis. Now, wait a minute. When did this happen? In June of 2008. Okay, please go on. And so my position now is I'm faced with, I, I would like to probably, I think the smartest thing is to go out on disability retirement with the county and um, perhaps get some um, medical coverage. Maybe they can take that five years that I was offered and I never have used and, and let me use that until I'm 62 and, and have Medicare. Wait, you don't get Medicare till 65. Okay, 65. Medicare so is 65. 
Look, some kind of here's the problem. When you get injured yeah. on the job, you can't mm-hmm. sue your boss. You gotta, it doesn't matter whose fault it is. We have workers' compensation, and you file yeah. the workers' comp claim. Um, yes. So you settled your claim. You signed a settlement, right? Workers' comp is an yeah. insurance company. Once you settle your claim, read that settlement, it's over. You That's can't go back I to the well for any more water. Usually the yeah. settlement agreement includes, I haven't seen yours, but I guarantee it includes a paragraph stating that you're waiving your rights to even unknown claims under Civil Code Section 1542. I guarantee it's in okay. there. So, now, which I figured, of course. But yeah. So Maybe uh, it's more of a just... Uh, maybe you can get a, a disability from work or something like that. Did you have a lawyer when this happened? No, I didn't. I did talk to one. Uh, and, a a and workers' comp lawyer. Pretty much the same information. Yeah, and a workers' comp lawyer, when you get hurt on the job, is not a bad idea. They don't get a full third. It's a horrible system, but that's what we've got. I'm sorry, John. Um, maybe you can get a, a disability, but no more workers' comp. Well, no, and that's not necessarily what I'm looking for, but do you think this would play in my favor when I apply for the disability retirement? Absolutely, but talk to the human resources people at your county and other people who know about it. I'm not an expert on that kind of stuff. I just don't. That's not a lawyer kind of a thing, all right? Yes, and do you think you can go into some kind of negotiation? or? or I don't think you can go into negotiation. I think on your disability, you should get health insurance and coverage. Talk to some people who know about that. Even ask so human resources. Yeah, Perfect. start with them. You work for a county, right? Yes. They're I pretty do. fair to their employees usually. Oh, yeah. They've been wonderful. But, Talk to uh, them and know, see what's going on. And if that doesn't work, call me back. All right? Great. Thank you. Yes. Really, you get hurt on the job and you're hurt badly. And if you're in your late 50s, whenever you get hurt in your late 50s, you hurt your back, it doesn't get better. It's never going to be. A, you're not a spring chicken. We all know that. Mike in Palo Alto. How come you're calling a lawyer, Mike? Hi, Lynn. Uh, big fan, long-time listener. Thank you. Uh, my my son, uh, I mean, we spoke a few times also. Uh, my son is going to be 17 in two months, so like he's like 16-something. And he's been driving for like 10 months. Um just recently he was he was stopped by a cop that basically the cop are standing at that intersection and always when people make a right turn on which is allowed on a red light after making a full stop they stop them so he stopped him and he told him he did not make a full stop and he gave him a ticket that uh, basically i believe um, I either have to pay for it or go to the court, and I have the vehicle section uh, code as well, which... which don't read me the code. I know. It says when you stop at a red light, you can make a right turn, provided you come to a full stop. So what, the cop says your son made like a rolling stop and just rolled through it? Correct. And what does your son say? He stopped, huh? Well, he, he, he said I definitely stopped, but I mean... I. I mean, I don't know if there's any way that we can beat this in court because it's my word against the cop's word. Well, he's got, uh, first of all, he's supposed to go to juvenile court. He's 17 years old, right? So Well, we have to appear in the court, yes. And it's juvenile court. I believe it is. David, under 18, it says Superior Court. Are they doing kids' tickets in Superior Court now? Uh, each county can do what they want, says David. Usually, yeah, uh, but the letter that we got is from Superior Court of California, County of Santa Clara. 
Yes. Okay. In Palo Alto Courthouse. Right. David tells me each county. I thought all kids had to go to juvenile court, but David says no. Each county can organize themselves however they want. Some counties send everybody to traffic court. Others send kids to the juvenile court. So, look. Why does your son say he didn't do it? He just said he stopped, and the cop made a mistake. Well, no, I, I'm, I'm not saying he made a mistake or he stopped. I don't know. He might stop for like two seconds, and the time allowed was, I mean, was... Well, the your, your son can go to court, and you'll go with him, and he can say not guilty, and you can ask for a trial. Um, I don't know how he's going to win, because the police officer is not is not going to testify your son came to a full and complete stop. He's going to testify your son rolled through the stop. I saw him do it. And... Who's the judge going to believe? A sixteen-year-old kid? I, that, that's why I'm saying. That's my question. First of all, if 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 we go to the court and ask for a hearing, we have no chance of winning. If if he shows up, I don't know if he has to show up. Or they not. usually show up. Cops show up. Everybody thinks the cop won't show up, but they usually do. I mean, you, if if it's your son and he's seventeen, the judge can lower the amount of the fine. He can also, you know go to the class for the you know the speeding driver or that that first offender driving class you can do it online and then he doesn't get any points on his license his insurance goes down um so you're going to get when did he get the ticket uh on the, the date that he got the ticket it was September 5th last week the violation date yeah okay last week or something or, or yeah 2 yeah. weeks ago whatever it was so you're going to get a notice in the mail within 30 days of getting the ticket you'll get a notice in the well, mail we got it already we got the, the yeah we got the due date november like 13 okay does it say anything in the letter about if your son wants to go do that class online he can do that in avoiding the ticket well, does we it... have we have three options what are the options All those options well, the option is uh, basically proof of cor- uh, correction, which is not av- not applicable. To pay the ticket, bail forfeiture, which is five hundred dollar. Request a court appearance, and uh, b- then we have to pay again five hundred dollar and go to the court. And then the, the the third one is a traffic school. Traffic school must be attended in the state of California, which now it it's five hundred and forty two dollars for this. What what happens is if you want to go to traffic school. It's going to be $500. By the way, everybody, look, you roll through a red light, it's $500. And that's because the counties are broke and they can't tax us because of Prop 13. So they're tacking it on on fees. First of all, if you take your kid to court, the judge has discretion to reduce the amount of the fine based on your son's ability to pay. So a 17, 16-year-old kid, it's difficult to pay a $500 fine. The judge might reduce it to $100. That's one thing that can okay. happen. So get the judge okay. to reduce the fine. And also do the traffic school. You've you got to pay the fine. The traffic school is like $40. You do it online. You don't have to sit in a classroom. He'll learn something, and he won't get points on his license. And you know what insurance companies like to do to 16-year-old kids who get a ticket. Oh, yeah, absolutely. But if he goes to the traffic school, he won't get the points, right? Exactly. He won't get the points. So if I were you and you have the time, go to court with him. It'll be interesting for him to see it. And explain to the judge or have him explain to the judge. He can even call me on the radio. I'll practice with you what you say to the judge. You got it? So we'll practice it. And I bet you I can get the fine, help your son explain it in such a way the judge lowers it from $500 to $100. Got it? Okay. Thank it's worth $400 to do it. Thank you for calling. By the way, I want to compliment you. Your kid was driving a car, 16, that's fine. And notice he had insurance and registration. He had all that stuff with him, right? 
Absolutely. Yeah, that's the only way to let your kids drive. My compliments to you, Mike. You're handling like a good father. Thank you. Thank you, sir. Linda in Pleasant Hill. Len Tillum, how come you're calling a lawyer, Linda? Thanks for being there, Len, for all of us. Sure. What's going on? (laughs) What happened was I bought it, went up to the BART and bought a ticket from getting off at Millbrae to go to on the Caltrain to go to um, Menlo Park. And it was only going to go for a few hours to visit my daughter and grandchildren. Mm-hmm. So I bought the one, uh, the few-hour ticket, which is uh, from Zone 2 to 3 uh, at the ticket place in, at the Caltrain. So I used my ticket. I went to visit my daughter. I got back on the train and was going back. And the lady asked for my ticket, and I showed her this ticket. And I did not realize that I had to buy another ticket to go back. So I had paid $5 for the original ticket, but I had to buy a second ticket, and I didn't realize that. Anyway, she gave me this, um, she gave me a ticket for not having the second ticket, and today I got a notice of bail, and the amount due is $402. There you go. Counties, municipalities hitting us up. How old are you, Linda? I don't like to say. I'm, I'm a grandma. I'm 70. <laughs> okay. There's no such thing. And again, thank you, David Brown, looking this up. There's no such thing as a five-hour ticket. All that counts. Till 3 o'clock in the afternoon. And I got no, they only sell one-way tickets. Um, yes, and and right. it, it's, it's good ticket. only for the four-hour period after you bought the ticket. Yes, so if you, right. if you bought a ticket from Millbrae to Menlo Park, that's one way. And if she caught you on a train from Menlo Park to Millbrae, no good. You follow me on that? It's a one-way yes, ticket. Yes, um, you could have bought a return ticket or a day pass that's good for the whole day. And yeah. you're over 65. You could have gotten a senior discount. I know. I know. Okay. All those things. I just... Um, you had a little heart attack when you saw $400. That's what you had, right? Yeah. So Basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I realized that I did, I did the wrong thing. So here's what you can do. You can ask to go to court, yes. you know... And just plead stupidity. Say, Your Honor, I, no, really, I didn't know. I'm 70 years old. I, you know, it, you, you can explain to the judge that $400 is more than you can afford. I'm sorry I did this. I thought it was a five-hour ticket I didn't understand. And I bet you the judge will lower it. The judge understands. So you can do that. I, I mean, really, plead stupidity. You can tell that to the judge. I just didn't know. And, and I <laughs> well, bet you he'll be so charmed by yeah, go ahead. There's no way I can go online or something and just pay a lesser ticket. I no, no. If you go online, it's 400 bucks. If you go to court, and I think you may even have to post the $400 and then go to court and ask for some money back, and they will give it oh, to you. for heaven's sake. I know. Well, that's what's going on. Uh, let's uh, just like the uh, Let me ask you a question, Linda. Are you a rich lady? You got a lot of money? Oh, no, I'm very poor. Is that true? <laughs> no, I'm not very poor, but I'm just an ordinary woman. How much? <laughs> let, let me ask some. Let me, let me ask a nosy question. Are you okay. married or single? No, I'm married. Okay, and you and your husband and get... My husband is not happy about this. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> your husband's grumpy about everything. Don't worry about it, you know. So wait, wait a second. So when you got Social Security and pensions coming in a month, how much comes in a month to you and your husband together? Oh, I don't even know. Enough. We're, we're fine. We're then pay the fine. ticket and shut up. You know, that's all. Otherwise, you're going to have to go to court and tell the judge you're broke and you're really not oh, broke. $400 for a $5 ticket? That's crazy. Uh, well, for, if, if you don't pay it, if you don't pay it, 
they'll arrest you some night. You know, put a warrant out for your arrest or they won't renew your drivers. And who knows what? You either pay the ticket or you can go to the court and say, I didn't know $400 is a lot of money. I'm 70 years old. Give me a yeah, break. I'll that one. Yeah, that you've one. got the time to do it, all right? Yes, I do. There you <laughs> so go. Thank you for your time, Lynn, and thank you for your You're welcome. We just have to be more careful. Right. And when she says, oh, I don't know what comes in a month, she knows. She knows. Sam in Sunnyvale. Len Tillum. How come you're calling a lawyer, Sam? Hi, Len. Uh, how are you? Good. So uh, I purchased a house uh, this year and um, I rented out to a tenant uh, in March. And uh, one of uh, the neighbors called me like two months back saying that the tenant in the house is, uh, you know, making a lot of noise and he's like parting Till um, it's a couple with with uh, two kids. It seems uh, they are having parties in their backyard till four in the morning. And, and the neighbors uh, called the cops. I bet. Yeah, they called the cops. I mean, th- that particular neighbor called the cops, and uh, you know they gave them warning. And uh, this is the first time. And you know, uh, he asked me to actually speak to uh, speak to this tenant. I would speak to them. I would do it because um, if your tenants create a nuisance and you're not supposed to be having parties in your backyard after 9 o'clock at night and making loud noise, if your tenants create a nuisance, I mean, I get calls from people who hate landlords like you because they rent to tenants who just do this. Your neighbor could sue you, in, sue you, not and the tenant, but could sue you for failing to mitigate, to take care of the nuisance. You should evict your tenants, is what the, this guy is going to say, and he's going to sue you in small claims court. You can't, you can't just throw your tenants out. You have to have a cause. But do you have a lease with them? Yeah, the lease is for one year, and, you know... Uh... Does the lease say you could terminate the tenancy if they create a nuisance? It does not specifically say that, but it has got this uh, quiet enjoyment kind of... Uh, yeah, so here's what's there. going on. Sam, you don't want your neighbors to hate you. You, you really don't. And if you're telling me they're having I parties mean, in their backyard at 4 a.m. These are not my neighbors. They are the neighbors of the tenant, and I don't live close by. I, yeah, but you're... Thanks. So you, you can sleep well and good, but your rental that you make money on, you can disturb the whole neighbor. Is it the neighborhood. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, and it seems uh, another neighbor also noticed the noise and they're going wait, wait. to hang up. Wait, Here's what I'm saying. It's your house. You're the owner. And the people who live in the neighborhood don't like you anymore, Sam, because you rented to these lowlifes who don't care about anybody else and have parties at 4 a.m. If I was living next door, I'd want to burn that damn house down. I'd like to hang you in effigy. I mean, I don't like landlords like you. Nobody does. You have to talk to your tenants and say, look, you can't do this. If you have noise after 9 o'clock at night, I'm going to evict you because I'm going to get sued. You understand? Yeah. You got to do it. I'm just worried about, you know, the relationship. I mean, he's good. Up the house, he keeps up very good, and, you know, he pays my rent on time. So. Yeah, that's good for you, but what about your neighbors? What would they say? Okay, so I should get back to the neighbors. And you have to, to get to the neighbors and say, I will take care of it, and you have to talk to your tenants and say to them, look, if you make a lot of noise after 9 at night, and I hear from these neighbors, I'm going to evict you, and you have to do it. You got to throw them out. Otherwise, the neighbors are going to. Somebody's going to call me from Sunnyvale or wherever that house is, and I'll tell them how to sue you in small claims court every other week, and then they'll get your attention. Get rid of them or get them to get them to stop. And if they don't stop, get them out. And you tell them I'll put a notice 
on, on the, that there's a database for landlords. I'll put a notice on you and a credit collection agencies. You'll never be able to rent anywhere else. You let those young punks know what's going on. Four o'clock in the morning noise. Come on. Come on. Michelle in Watsonville. Len Tillum. How come you're calling a lawyer, Michelle? Hi, Lynn. I am calling a lawyer because my parents received a bill from the Franchise Tax Board of $1,000 because they had purchased cigarettes from New York and or Washington. You mean they're smuggling cigarettes and the drug is nicotine, right? Yes. How many? What are you like? They buy a pack of cigarettes? What are we, when you're talking a $1,000 bill from the Franchise Tax Board, they want the unpaid cigarette taxes, right? Yes. So how yes. much... How, how much did they go to New York, buy the cigarettes, and drive them into California? Uh, no, they ordered them on the Internet. Oh, okay. And, and how, how old is your mother? My mom is 66. And when you buy cigarettes on the Internet, what do they buy? What do you get? Ten packs in a carton, right? Yeah, I'm, I'm assuming they buy them per carton. So how many cartons does the uh, franchise tax board think they bought? You know, my mom didn't indicate... Um, she just sort of called in a panic that her and my stepdad, because my stepdad smokes too, um, are being charged for the sales tax for the cigarettes. And when they called, they said that uh, the IRS said in 2009 or 2010 they passed a law. And there's no excuse for ignorance of the law. Yeah, here's what's going on. You, you order cigarettes. You know, a lot of people go to New York and smuggle them in the car. They were ordering in what, through the Internet or something? Yes, through the Internet. Well, common carriers, that's things like the U.S. Postal Service, FedEx, UPS, places like that are required to report cigarette and tobacco deliveries to state tax agencies under federal law. The reason is each state has its own tobacco taxes. California tobacco tax is 87 cents a pack right now. Um, California's got higher taxes than other states. So the economic incentive is you want to avoid California's tobacco tax. You buy the tobacco in other states, or sometimes they buy it at you know the Indian casinos or reservations. But if you buy tobacco in another state and you bring it here, it's called smuggling. It is smuggling. You know how many packs of how many packs a day do they smoke? Well, I got to be honest. I think it's two, Each? definitely two a day. So it's four between the both of them. Are they rich people? Your parents? No, they're very poor. Very poor. Poor. They live in a uh, a 15-foot trailer in Clear Lake. You know what it must smell like to go into that trailer? Yeah, I do. (laughs) You you have kids? I don't have children, but I grew up with them smoking, so I definitely know what it's like. Are you a cigarette smoker? Uh, I haven't smoked in probably 15 years. Yeah, I haven't smoked in about 30 years, thank God. Anyway, look... um, What's going on is the Franchise Tax Board busted them, because I guess whoever delivers it told it to them. And, you know, if there are 10 packs in a carton, so the tax is 87 cents a pack, it's eight seventy a carton. So I guess they may have to fight with them over the $1,000. They can add up the number of cartons they shipped to California in the last four years, whatever it is, and pay the tax. How much money do they have? Are they broke? Yeah, they... Um Social Security for my stepdad. And and my that's, mom uh, doesn't work. She's well. Wait a second. No Your mother gets Social Security too. She's over sixty-five, right? Mm, I. How I, long was she married to your stepdad? Uh, about thirty years. She's a. How much does he get a month in Social Security? I honestly don't know. Okay, not much. Probably about a grand a month or something. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Well, 
if she's been married to him more than 10 years and she's not entitled to Social Security of her own because she never worked, she can get half of his. Yes, she did mention that at once. Okay, yes. and, and they should also both be getting Medicare. They need that health insurance. Yes. And if they have less than $2,000 in the bank, they can get Medi-Cal to cover their Medicare supplements. You follow me on that? Uh, actually, yeah. And they may qualify for food stamps or SSI, supplemental. You know what you should do there in Lake County, right? Let me be a little of a, bit of a social worker before we solve this problem. They live in Lake County, yeah? Yes. You should call up the Department of Social Services in Lake County. You'll look them up on the webpage. And there are programs that poor people are entitled to have, like food stamps, SSI, Supplemental Security Income. If their income's less than $1,800 a month, I think they can get a supplement there. There are programs, that, and they may even qualify for Section 8 housing, where for a lot less rent, they can move into a place that's a lot nicer than a 15-foot trailer. Yeah, that would be nice. You know, so look into that. I don't think they should pay the money because they don't have it. And, and yes. as far as I know, Social Security is exempt. David, is your Social Security a, a tax Social Security payments exempt from Franchise Tax Board. Um, uh, they can take up to a quarter uh, of her uh, Social Security check. So what I would do is not pay it and, or write them a letter, you know, and um, write them a letter and say, look, we have no money. We're, you know, put them on Medi-Cal. We're on Medi-Cal. This is all we live on a month. We have no money to pay this. But I would certainly stop getting cigarettes through the Internet, Okay. Yes, definitely. <laughs> All right, but they're not going to put them in jail for this, and they okay. don't just have to pay it right away because they're so poor. And the best thing you can do, I really want to repeat this, Department of Social Services, Lake County, do it on the Internet, find out what benefits they qualify for. Okay. Um, Lynn, I have a question. What, is there a statute of limitations on this situation? I, I don't know. Usually, uh, I would imagine these taxing authorities don't have much of a statute of limitations. They can come after you forever. It might be seven years. It might be four years. I, I'm not sure, you know. But um, are they saying they've been buying the, tax, the cigarettes recently, right? Uh, yes. Yeah. Statute of limitations right now wouldn't be a defense. A defense that I'm collecting is we're broke. We got no money. All right? And they got to sue you and put a lien. they got to do all kinds of stuff. Don't be offering them any money because they don't have it, okay? Okay, sounds good. Department of Social Services, Lake County, get them some help. That's it. Fast, right? No commercials. It's the same length as a regular, but we save you a lot of times. Who, who needs to listen to those stupid commercials, right? God, I know everybody in radio. i got to tell you another secret. When I do a show with Ron Owens, Gil Gross... Nobody listens to the commercials. You don't listen to the commercials, and for sure the staff, the air on air talent doesn't. They're getting ready for the next call or what they're going to do. So, but we're getting rid of those. We just zip through the calls. It's like a full show, saves you the time. And we'll do an email at the end. You can send me emails, lentillum.com. I'm still practicing law. I'm, I'm not getting paid for this. I'm pay, I make my living as a lawyer. We do trusts and estates. Who gets your stuff when you die? You need a trust? I'd love to be your lawyer. We do a really good job. We've done thousands of them. Arden Kwan does medical planning, asset preservation. We can do that too. My office number is 707-996-4505 or 800-996-4505. Give us a call. Send me an email, lentillum.com. I'll answer all your emails for free. We, we answer emails. Here's one from Pat. Len, I'm confused. My boyfriend and I have been domestic partners since 2004. We received our license certificate in Berkeley. What's up? Aren't we legal? You know, 
Maybe your domestic partners, for purposes of Berkeley and Alameda County ordinances that relate to health care benefits and other employee rights. But under state law, unless you register with the Secretary of State, you're not a domestic partner. It's a simple form. It's notarized, and it costs 10 bucks. But in order to register, you can't be like 22 or 19. You've got to go get married. To register, you have to be a same-sex couple of any age, you know, or... Both of you have to be 62 or older. I don't know why. I guess, why don't people 62 and older want to get married and just be domestic relations? A lot of them are worried about losing Social Security or disability benefits. Anyway, that's it for today's show. We'll be back with another one Monday to Friday. Join us. Download them. We're putting them up every day. Thank you.